Thanks for tuning in to No Cap, the internet's happiest podcast. I'm Jason Priestess. He's the legendary Tyvis Powell. Tyvis, how you doing today, my man? You know what? I'm doing really, I'm doing good now. You know, it took it took like a day or two to bounce back from, you know, what happened earlier this week. But, you know, I'm rooting for the Browns. They're giving me something in Ohio to root for. <laughs> how about Cavs, those Browns? Look, the Cavs just made some trades. You know, we got, we going back to old school basketball now. We just going to feed the paint. Like they used to back in the day since we got Jared Allen and Drummond down there. So, you know, it's the future's bright for Ohio, you know? Yeah. How old school? Is that Mark Price and Darty coming back or is it you got something? Yeah, no, we, I was I was just thinking of some Shaq, you know, maybe when Shaq went to Phoenix. I forgot Shaq was a gap for like two <laughs> minutes. <wasn't> it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, it was towards the end of his career. But, you know, everybody, you know, Shaq was one of those people that, you know, they say if you had Shaq on your team, you know, you could win the championship type thing. And LeBron had him, and I mean, we were close, but we didn't win it, type thing. So that that theory completely went out the window. Yeah, but your Browns, huh? Man, look good. Wow, do they look good? You know what? And they actually got a chance. A lot of people ain't giving them a chance, but I really think that when they when they play, if they come out with that same energy they play with against Pittsburgh, we are in for a show. I'm telling you right now, the Browns might do it. They just might, because you know that the Chiefs. You know, been, I know it's the Chiefs, but that's the Chiefs, man. Listen, the Chiefs haven't really like they haven't really been blowing teams out like that. Like they've been in a lot of dog fights this this year. Like it ain't been like a just them just walking through and running everybody over like they did last year. Like people are kind of hip to their scheme. And, you know, Baker and Mahomes always have a shootout when they play each other. So we got to get your seatbelts fast for this one. I love it, man. Browns exercise, the Steelers crush them, and now you guys thinking you're about to topple the Chiefs, man. I love that's infectious, man. <laughs> that enthusiasm. Listen, you got to come in with some faith. Listen, all you got, all you got to do is beat them one time. We ain't asking for a, a whole season of beating them. We just need one you're right. time. That's all it takes. It's just this one time to beat them. And yep. I feel like they should go all in. Like the Browns, the Browns is basically playing with house money. Nobody expects them to win. So they go out there and call all stops. They they should be going balls to the wall. <laughs> yeah, I've said it on Twitter, man. If there's any fan base that deserves, you know, some good fortune, it's the Browns, man, because they've dealt with a lot of stuff for 20 years here. And uh who knows, man? I mean, you got the you got some you got some dudes on that team. You got a good coach, got a good line. Yeah, you know, Miles Garrett got a quarterback, got a running back. It's finally it took it took 20 years, but it's, you know, the wait is the drought is over. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's time. They might as well. And it's for for them, for the mindset that they should take is, you know, this this could potentially be like the only time this happens. If it took 20 years to do it, like it. Who's to say it, it won't take another 20 years? You only guaranteed this one time. So you need to do everything you can to make sure that this one time counts. Because there's no telling if we ever going to get back to this point again. You only guaranteed this one time. And that should be the mindset. Like, that should be the message in the building. Like, don't even think about, well, maybe next year. No, we got right now. All we got to do is beat them one time. You're right. You, you, you should give I, that speech, man. You, you, I should, man. I should go up in there and kick the dough down halftime. <laughs> <laughs> they, they come out there and be going there and try to score 100 points in the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, you see that a lot of times in sports, too. Young young players think we're here. Oh, we'll be here a lot more in the future. And, you know, who, we'll do what we can. And great if we do. And, and if we don't, that's okay. And, 
man, the veterans want to choke him and be like, no, no, you need to take it, treat this as your only trip, you know? Yeah, there's no guarantees. A lot of you might get traded, you know, people might, careers might be over. You never know. There's too much that can happen. Yeah, the uh, the Onion, the, the satirical uh, comedy website, had a pretty good headline uh, yesterday, I guess maybe early in the week, where they said, uh, nervous Browns fans still worried team's going to blow the 48-37 to 37 <laughs> lead over the Steelers couple days after the game (laughs) yeah because i think i want to say i'm not 100 percent sure but like even watching the game like when they went on 28 to nothing i feel like i want to say that back when they played pittsburgh they was up like that and pittsburgh ended up coming back and winning the game or something like that like 2002 when they was in the playoffs. yeah yeah it was like they was winning like by 24 points or something like that and pittsburgh came back and won the game so like people if you old enough to even know that, it's that's why people are like I can't celebrate. <laughs> we ain't gonna celebrate to the clock to zero. <laughs> yeah, you can't, and and that's got to be the Browns' mindset. But man, maybe it's a new era. Maybe you get some swag, get a couple more wins. Maybe you beat the Chiefs. I will. Uh, I'm not a big uh, you know, NFL guy. I hope the Browns and Bengals, the Ohio teams, do well. But I will cheer for the Browns against the uh, Chiefs for sure. Man, I want to see them get that win. Uh, you can catch No Cap on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and elsewhere. We're so thankful for your support. Having a lot of fun doing this. Our last episode uh, kind of blew up, man. Got a lot of downloads, and we're still growing really quickly. So, I want to thank everyone out there for that. Yes, thank y'all for your ongoing support. And you know, keep giving us those feedbacks. We definitely are checking those, and we're definitely doing everything we can to be the best at what we do. And if you can help us get there, we greatly appreciate that. Amen. We're doing it. Uh, elephant in the room, man. Alabama, fifty-two. Yeah. Ohio State, twenty-four. <laughs> we got to Hey, I don't want to talk about it either. We got to We got to talk about it. But man, uh, Alabama, their offensive stars came to play. Wide receiver Devonta Smith had twelve for two fifteen and three touchdowns, and you know, basically one half of action. He's uh, special. Goodness, <laughs> he, 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 do, do you see him as a guy that's just going to be great right away in the NFL? I mean, it's hard to tell. Like. Is you know a lot of people would definitely do. He's kind of like he's a he has a slender frame. Mm-hmm. And he kind of reminds me of like a AJ Green in college because AJ when AJ Green first came out, like his biggest knock was he's too skinny. You know he'll get pushed around. He needs to drink protein shakes and all that. And AJ Green came in. He had a great career. He's still going. You know he's having a, he has a great career and everything. And I feel like this kid could do the same thing. Like he he runs every route really good. He catches the ball, and I mean, at the end of the day, when you play wide receiver, like that's like that's your number one job is to catch the ball. So as yeah. long as he can catch the ball, I mean, I mean, he he definitely put on a show. He moves well. He caught some bubble screens and was really taking off on us. So yeah, I think I think he definitely. He might be special on the next level. A lot of people is it's nobody knows if it's him or the the chase kid from lsu right like they say those are like the top two and i i don't know i don't know which one's gonna be better i mean i'm i'm wishing both of them the best but yeah that that Devonte smith definitely he he get the right quarterback boy he <laughs> <ooh-wee>. <laughs> i was uh i knew he'd won the heisman i knew he was really good and even then, I was still impressed by how good he actually was when he played against the team I watched. I was like, holy cow. Yeah, it was 
it was just like he was a man amongst boys. It, we I don't even think we had an answer for him. Like and like I was reading the, the comments like on Twitter or whatnot. And everybody was like, Yeah, you, you guys know he won the Heisman, right? Like, did anybody not check the scout report? <laughs> LeBron it's like, that. Yeah, it's like <laughs> like what I don't know what you want him to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Double them. And then they kept moving around, like they kept motioning him. So it's like you can't double a guy that's being motion, like he's moving, like yeah, was, they they did a lot to get him single coverage, and and they did a really great job with that game plan. And then what about the play when they schemed to have a uh, tough Borland cover? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see that, that's that that's that, tough. that that's that cover three man. <laughs> Look, a lot of people don't know, man. Cover three. So you got let me let me break it down. So cover three, you know, obviously you got the the post safety. Uh huh. Post safety. Okay, so the post safety's responsibility. Because they was in three by one, three receivers to one side, one receiver backside. The post safety responsibility is to take the seam of number two to the three side, to the three man side. So if number two goes vertical down the field, he basically it becomes man with the post safety. Now that now Devontae Smith, a little little thing that people can put in their pocket when you see three s three s speed, meaning a fast receiver is at number three and he's on the line. Oh, he's going vertical, and that's they call that like the all go special. That's what we called it in uh San Fran, and we call that in Seattle. Meaning it's basically four verticals, but from a three by one uh set. Now, when so you're counting, when you're counting the one, two, three, is that counting from the inside? So, three, no, it's out, outside in. So, one, three's, two, three. three's closest to the to the tight to the line, yeah, tight end, or yes. Yeah. So, when you see th- when he on the ball, that's you'll see it. You know what. For example, that same route, if you a Browns fan, make sure you tune into this Kansas City game because the Browns run a very – they run dang near the same defense that Ohio State runs, and they're going to put Tyreek Hill at number three. And whoever the weak side hook player is, and it's usually a linebacker, if he see that, he better just get ready to get ready to go and get on this ride because <laughs> he is running. It, it, it's Ooh. nothing. You can't do anything to change it. The only thing you could do is probably like teams scheme it up. They'll put like a safety down. He'll be the safety will be the weak hook player. So he because he obviously he can run better than a linebacker can with a receiver. But for this for the Ohio State example, Tough Borland was the three hook wire. He was the uh, weak hook. So he was responsible for the vertical ball of number three. And you can't depend on the post safety because his dude is going straight down the field. The number three is bending across the field. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what happened. Are you tough? It, it was a tough situation for tough. But <laughs> <laughs> like he tried the best he can. You just it's one of those things that as a player, like as you get older and as you keep going into this that same defensive scheme, you will notice that. That they got three as three as speed, speed at three, I should say. And you'll get death in your drop. So, like when you line up at linebacker, if you see, if I see Tyreek Hill at number three and he's on the ball and I'm the weak hook player, I'm probably going to line up. Usually a linebacker plays about five to six yards off the ball. I'm getting that 10 for this play. If they run the, <laughs> if they run the ball, like we'll just tackle that. Like that's cool, but I'm not about to let this man just run because I know what you're about to do. Right. And, and a linebacker that I seen do that in the NFL was uh, KJ, KJ for uh, 
for Seattle. He is the he's smart. He know it. If you ever watch KJ play, KJ Wright for Seattle. If you ever watch him play, if he sees speed at three, he lines up about 12 yards. He's a linebacker. He be back there with the safety because he knows what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's the football version of getting posterized. Yes. Know? So I mean, that's that's all that was for tough, man. It's just no, it's just one of those things that you got to recognize it and you got to you got to basically your responsibility overrides your alignment. You know, like, like I know that this man is probably going to go vertical because, I mean, anytime a receiver's on the ball, like they usually have the deeper route. So obviously, you know that he's going deep. And yeah, he just got to get he got to get depth in his 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 initial alignment and then just play that. And if he goes underneath, you know, that's cool. Just zone off like that's we'll give up the deep the, the underneath. Just you can't give up that deep ball. Yeah. Yeah. My heart broke when I saw him just trailing. I was like, oh, no. But man, Mac Jones, quarterback, Mac Jones, 36 of 45 for 464 and five touchdowns. Uh, I thought he might be like a system guy. You know, he just got a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of good dudes around him, good offensive coordinator, and he's he's taking advantage. He was smart, man. He made some really, really good dumps under pressure. Even when he had to ground the ball, they were like smart groundings right at dude's feet. I mean, he just just a really smart player. Really, really impressed with his game. Yeah, uh, he I, honestly, I didn't believe the hype in him either. Um, I thought that like you, I was like, he just probably knows the system. He's probably been there. He knows the playbook real well. He's probably one of those smart kids. He's kind of right. like a he's like a, a Fitzpatrick where he's smart. And he probably knows the game, probably mm-hmm. get it done. But like, you know, he sent him somewhere else like in the pros. He probably wouldn't make it. And I take all that back. He definitely made me eat my words. I mean, he he definitely is very accurate. Um, I think he had the best completion percentage in college football history for a quarterback. I think he had 77% completion rate of all his passes. Wow. Yeah, that's insane. So, yeah, he's definitely legit, and I'm I'm very interested to see how he does on the next level. And you're dealing with all that, and then you've got Najee Harris in the running back. With You know, he had about <laughs> 100, 160 all-purpose yards, three touchdowns, did what he had to do. Offensive coordinator down there, Steve Sarkeesian, just called a tremendous game. Uh, good news, though, Bill O'Brien uh, <laughs> is taking his job because Sark's heading to Texas. So uh, I don't know, Bill O'Brien going to try to trade half of Bama's players when he gets there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't think he he'll, he won't make it to the week. He won't make it in the game when he try to do that. You know, I know. You traded game, you having that. You, what do you, 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 you give for Hopkins? Like a pack of gum or something? I mean, like, come on. Dude. He didn't even get that. I he, know. He, he got a running. What did he trade? What they trade? A running back? David Johnson and with a dry, a draft pick, maybe? Yeah, garbage. And it uh, wasn't even, it was like a third round, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. He got totally fleeced. So the good news <laughs> is a, a much dumber guy is coming to Alabama than uh, Steve Sarkeesian. But Alabama, just a great, great team, man. Went 13 and 0. Won every game but won by 14 or more points. And, you know, they, they didn't have any cupcakes this year. There was no out-of-conference schedules. They weren't playing your boys, the Citadel, man. They didn't. Whoa. They hey, whoa, I know. Low blow. Low blow. Whoa, I know. My Citadel bad. Citadel can run with them any day of the week <laughs> and two times on Sunday. Right. But, yeah, I mean, so they did this 13-0 against heavy teams, an entire SEC schedule in the regular season. Notre Dame, then Ohio State, and just kind of just kind of crushed everyone. Bill Conley uh, over at ESPN has uh, his rankings are called SP plus. He's really, really smart guy, really sharp, love reading what he writes, but his new set of rankings came out and he has Alabama. This team is the greatest team of all time. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you what, they definitely, it's a historical season for them for sure. I mean, 
they had uh, they had the best wide receiver in the nation. I think the quarterback won the best quarterback of the nation, right? Mac Jones, I think he got the best quarterback in college, right? For the ESPYs, was that maybe I don't know. I think he did. And then the running back yeah, got that. And then they had an offensive lineman win the Toke best Walker. Lineman. Yeah, they, so, they yeah, swept everything. I mean, it was, like I said, I kept calling. It was like facing the Giants, man. It was it was one of those games that, you know, Iowa State was going to have to come out and play. a. Uh, they was going to have to rise to the moment. You know, it was they was going to have to play out their minds. I mean, we knew that their offense was going to be crazy. And Ohio State, you know, the defense obviously hasn't been playing well all season but you know the offense have been clicking and it was just going to be one of those games that we thought it would be a shootout and you know maybe the defense uh, be motivated by the offense to step up and start making plays because you know they they have the potential to do it they just never were consistent at doing it and i we thought that you know maybe after the clemson game you know they would just keep riding that that momentum that they were on and you know, it started off, you know, pretty smooth, and then it just took a turn, man. That number six really just – he really just did something to us, man. It was it was nothing that a lot of people could do. No, no. And, uh, you know, talking about them being one of the greatest – you know, the greatest or one of the greatest teams of all time, the numbers they put on paper this year is in terms of, like, you know, yards per play, points per game, uh, yards per game, points, you know, however, whatever metrics you're going to look at, their numbers were about the same as what LSU had last year when everyone was saying LSU had one of the best offenses in, you know, college football history. And LSU last year got to play those non-conference games. They got to pad theirs a little bit, right? Yeah. And B- Bama just played straight up FBS teams, SEC, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Well, so. well we're not going to sit here and say, like, we ain't going to gas the SEC up. Like, they are just – no, you but we're not going to do that. <laughs> I'd, ra- I, I'd rather play Tennessee State than, than Ole Miss, you know, if I'm looking to pad stats, right? Well, Ole Miss wasn't that good this year. I no, mean, who would you nobody rather? In the rather- S- nobody in the SEC was really that good <laughs> this year except them in Georgia. Man, I'd love to agree with you, but they went six and one in bowl games, man. Uh, I, I, hey, you know yeah. what? <laughs> the sad thing about that is, like, they were supposed to lose a lot of them. <laughs> they they were, lose man. A lot of them games, and they just, they got lucky, man. They just, I mean, hats off to them. I can't be mad at them. I ain't going to hate on them. Yeah, and they were humble about it, man. Uh, Harris, the running back. After the game, he was asked how – kind of a dumb question. He was asked how uh, he was able to expose the holes on Ohio State's defensive line so effortlessly. And here's what he had to say. Effortlessly? You see what they were doing? They were blowing my eyes up. What are you talking about? It wasn't effortlessly. I'll tell you what. Them do they, they did their thing, bro, to be honest with you. It was just, you know, they what they did is every time we did a play action, they just shot the gaps. Shot the gaps, the linebackers, and uh, we got a couple of them to play a lot of the fakes. That's why we were able to throw so much bubbles and the slants and all that. But, bro, them, they was blowing my ass up. You tripping? Pause. <laughs> I saw a lot of Twitter, a lot of pause on Twitter. <laughs> but that's a stand up quote right there, you know? No, that's, you know, that's respect. just a guy who, yeah, he's definitely paying respect. I mean, I mean, he, it's not like he really was like, he took some hits. Like they mm-hmm. was, they was bringing it, bringing the wood to him for sure. But 
Uh, he's just a good back, man. Like he he was a tough back. He broke a lot of tackles, but yeah, they were they definitely did not back down to them. And that's what you want to see in your defense. You can't you can't fear nobody as a defensive player. You got to go in there and throw it, throw it in there, man. Yep. And know that you got people coming. Like, for example, my when I played in the national championship and that that hole opened up on the goal line, I just threw it in there. Gave <laughs> <laughs> it your all, yeah, man. Gave it, threw it in there. I don't even think I would have won, but you know, I had 10 people that was coming to help me and they showed up so fast yeah it just i just happened to just take all the momentum away count on your brothers right yeah you got to it's a team sport for a reason use them yeah harris averaged 3.6 yards per carry by far his low of the year so uh 22 attempts buckeye defense did play him well and good news uh yesterday mac jones jalen waddle patrick Sertain all declared for the nfl draft Najah harris and devonta smith were already seniors so Alabama's not going to be – they'll be good next year. They're always good, but they're going to lose a lot of talent. Uh, uh, but, yeah, just hats off to that team. Uh, Nick Saban, you know, is not Dabo. He won't sit there and trash talk you ahead of a game. Uh, he does things, for the most part, the right way, and that team he's built is, uh, you know, hats off, right? Yeah, for sure. They, Like I said, they definitely earned my respect. This, it's not one negative thing I could say. They just they flat out outplayed us. That's At the end of the day, that's what it was. And anybody that tries to – we can't even – like, you can't even blame the refs, none of that. It's just we flat out, they were the better team. And, you know, they deserve to win that game. Um, For the players that's declaring, you know, I, they all probably do well. It's the Waddle kid that, yeah. that, that you know – I mean, I understand why he decided to go out there because, you know, it's the championship game and he probably already in his mind made up that he was leaving. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he was like, you know, let me just go out there, you know, say I at least played in the national championship game. You know, this could this potentially my well, it ain't potentially it was my his last game there. And, you know, you want to go out. You want to go out with your guys, man. Like you just the, the people that you done train with all, all season, you done been through COVID and battled all this stuff. So, you know, you just yeah. want to go out there and play. So I understand that. But. I'm just glad that he didn't – I hope he didn't further injure himself. I mean, they were kind of smart about it. You know, he was limping pretty badly. But, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. He uh, – Alabama could very well have two wide receivers go in the top 10 or 12 picks. Have to see how it shakes out. And speaking of injuries, man, tough loss with Trey Sermon going out on the first play of the game. Kind of killed a lot of the play action and, and, and probably some of the tight end passing game stuff that Ohio State had put together going into that game. Yeah, we was definitely going to need him. Um, you know, just the just the physicality that he's been bringing. He's been running really hard the past couple of games, and we really was we really needed that. You know, he was he was a guy that you could tell Alabama feared. You know, he had the potential to be that game changing player, and once he went out, you know. I mean, Master Teague is great too. Don't get that wrong. You know, Master Teague came in, he did his thing, but you know, and never mind. Trey was just on such a, he was on such a a hot streak that if it, I know they had the game plan for him, it, it just he would have took more attention off. Like I don't think they really paid that much attention to Master Teague because he hasn't been out there. And, you know, he hasn't been on film and he hasn't put up these crazy numbers the past couple of games. But with Trey was out there, like you, the linebackers had no choice but to respect him. Mm -hmm. So play actions definitely would have worked more effectively if he was there. So it was definitely a huge blow to us. And I, I hope he's OK. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Uh, had some guys out again with COVID, which, you know, 
I'm not going to sit here and complain because COVID or not, Alabama's going to win that game. They were just that good. But it would be nice if, you know, all the leagues operated with the same policies, you know, a little bit, I guess. But again, not complaining. Alabama was that good. You, uh, the secondary looked overwhelmed and you were just talking about cover three. Uh, I thought the front seven brought it, played hard all game, but man, seemed like the secondary was kind of just in over their head out there. What did you see as a guy that knows secondary play, play very well as a former player? Uh, were you frustrated? Were you were you like, get out of the cover three? What were you thinking watching this game? I mean, th- this is the thing. So Ohio State is all season for the past couple of years. All we've been is a cover one, cover three team. Like, And on maybe third down, we'll change it up and do some cover two. So to watch the game, I mean – you got to go with your bread and butter. Like that's what y'all known for doing. That's what you do. And it's just, like I say, they, Alabama just schemed it up. Right, man. Like they, they knew all the beaters. And if you're, you know, if you're not a guy or a coach that's teaching your guys about all the weaknesses of the defense, then you'll get exposed, you know? And it was one of those things that, like I say, number six was in motion a lot. You know, sometimes they had a, for example, on a touchdown play, I want to say, he was in motion. Sean Wade was with him, and he was jogging. You know, he was jogging with the motion. And 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 I when I got to the NFL, I tried that. <laughs> I tried that in practice, and I got chewed out. So it's you have to move with urgency. And, like, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's hard to explain. Like, you... You got to beat them. You don't meet them. You beat them to the spot. And he didn't hustle over there, and they just threw the screen. It just looked wide open. You know, he got – then they was running pick plays. I mean, they wasn't – obviously, they're not going to call him a pick, but let's call it what it really is. They was running pick plays to get him open. So, it was was tough, man. We just flat out just got out-schemed on – they just better play calling, and and we just need to work on our defense. You know, you got to give – you know, Coach Combs, the benefit of the doubt, you know, with the COVID and he didn't really get to install all the things that he may have wanted to install. You know, this is kind of a this ba- this defense was basically like halves defense because that's what they know. But I'm going to try to teach them some other stuff as the season goes on. But right now, y'all just have to go off a of halves defense because that's what y'all know, like the back of y'all hand. Plus, I don't have the time with the COVID concerns to really install the things that I may want to install. Right. And, and a lot of fans, if you're looking at Twitter right now, are, are, are kind of blowing Kerry Combs up a little bit for this. And, you know, I don't know if you saw it, but there was a video of uh, Steve Sarkeesian speaking at a coaching clinic. It kind of made the rounds in the day or two after the game on Twitter, where he basically was saying, you know, nobody sits in cover three all day. And if you do, I'm going to blow you up with RPOs and eat you alive. And people are like, man, that's kind of what the Bucks did last night. And uh, so you, I mean, is this more of a function where you're worried about coaching and the scheme, or is it a situation where you're saying maybe Ohio State just didn't have the, you know, the dudes out there to cover? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, we, like, I went into a whole rant last week about how Sean Wade is just a better nickel than he is an outside corner. You know, so. And you, it's hard to put somebody out there and expect them to just game. Obviously, they probably knew exactly what I knew. Like he hasn't been playing that well, so obviously we're going to attack that side, and that's what they did. Um, as far as coaching goes, I mean, you have to change it up. You can't, you can't just sit there and let them know that you're in a certain defense 
and think that you're just going to beat them with that defense. It's just, it's not going to happen. You have to throw right. some type of wrinkles in there. Like, you got to think that you got to show line up. Dude. If you're going to do it like that, you got to line up and cover three, like make it, everything look like cover three and then go cover two because that's how you catch them off guard. They're not expecting you to do that, especially if your tendencies, if on paper it says that you're going to be in cover three for the majority of the game, you have to switch it up because they're going to game plan cover three all they're going to run all cover three beaters like that's it because that's all we need to do because y'all not going to change it so you obviously you have to switch it up and go cover two man for every now and then you know stuff like that so yeah we just that's just being out coached i mean you look at you know i guess the question is do you have based on what you saw this season do you have confidence in, in Combs in the future. Yeah, because I know what type of coach Coach Combs is. You know, like I say, Coach Combs is one of those guys who, you know, he's he's a secondary coach for sure. Like let's we're gonna that's what he is for sure. And I think he's gonna find a way to, you know, bring the greatness out of people. That's like his number one thing. He knows how to find bring the greatness out of out of his players and get them to play hard. And I think, like I said, he was he didn't have a lot of time to do that with the COVID concerns and all that, you know, this season. You know, it was kind of like I said, it was just basically we're going to keep it simple for you guys this year because we can't teach y'all everything because then you have missed assignments and then more explosive plays happen, you know. And the good thing about it is, you know, I think we finished 120th in pass or in defense or whatever it is. 122 in passing. But yeah, they, so, they did they face Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones. That's going to hurt any team, right? I mean, okay, yeah. So it's like you know, right now we're at the bottom, <laughs> you know. So there's nowhere to go but up. So that's the that's the good news about this. Um, Coach Combs is definitely going to figure something out. I mean, he has to. He, let's just call it that. He has to figure something out for this next upcoming season. Because if not, then his time will be pretty probably short. But. Yeah, I have faith that he's going to get it done for sure because Coach Combs is a tremendous coach. I think he's he's willing to step up for any challenge that comes his way, and he's going to find a way to get it done. Trust and believe that. Yeah, definitely had some depth issues. Don't want to put it all on Kerry because, I mean, they lost a couple guys for some for some trouble uh, in the spring, some legal uh, uh, criminal stuff. Uh, had two guys get hurt and lose their seasons, a safety and a cornerback. Uh, didn't have quite the depth that you know they probably wanted to have. But the thing about Ryan Day too is he he's not hesitant too. If he thinks he has to shake the coaching staff up, he, he'll do it. He, he kind of cut Greg Schiano loose, and and when he first took over, and unlike Urban, you know Urban never really cut anyone loose on his staff. He he kind of would maybe manage people out or you know try to get them to leave or something. But Day will straight up do that. So it'll be interesting to see how Combs reacts uh, next year, how he bounces back. But you know a big takeaway for me in this game is to just cherish national championships that you win. I mean, in my lifetime, since I've been watching the games on TV, uh, Ohio state's two and three in national championship games, you know, the one in 2003, one in 2015, the team you were on, of course, but they lost to Florida. They lost to LSU and the, you know, and the, yeah. And then this one. So uh, they're not as easy. I think as fans, seem to think sometimes it takes a lot to get there and then you got to have a lot to win. Yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. I mean, me watching it now, every time I like see national championships or I watch Ohio State season and, you know, like last year, I thought that they for sure, you, there was no way you was going to tell me that they wasn't going to win a national championship. And then, you know, they end up 
you know, stuff happen and they lose to Clemson. This year, you know, special mm-hmm. team again, they get to the national championship and then they lose to Alabama. And it's like, like, man, like it, it's tough, man. A lot of people don't understand. Yeah. Like it is like it's really a difficult thing. <laughs> like that's what it makes me cherish minds. Like, like it makes me cher- not only cherish minds, but the my teammates that was there, the coaches that was there. It, it the stars truly have to be aligned that's in that season for you to to go win a whole national championship. It's you know, getting there is cool, but to actually host that trophy up at the end, it's just it's unreal. Man, you is you gotta think about all the sacrifices and all the things that you had to do to get to that point. And it's just it's it's you, you people have no idea right, how hard oh, no. it really is like like all the talent that's out there like these like last year's team was like one of the ta- the most talented teams ohio state has had in a long time yeah both sides of the right. ball and it's just like even they didn't even, like it's it's tough man yeah. like so yeah what do you tell what do you tell the team if you're in the locker room after the game on monday night what what would you tell some of the guys <sighs> I mean, it just it was a it was a it was a long season, you know. We had a lot of things going on. A lot of people had to sacrifice a lot, you know, from the bottom of our hearts. From as a coach, I would feel terrible, you know, like like I I, I felt like especially if I'm a defensive coach, I would feel like you know I, I let them down. Like like Coach Cones probably feels like I let this team down. I. I did it. He's probably questioning everything. Like, did I do everything I possibly could to get this team prepared for this game? And How I mean, could you I, not, right? I, yeah, obviously he's gonna probably say no because obviously we went out there and the way we looked was not good. So it's kind of like you know that's a lot. That's probably the things that a lot of coaches is thinking. They probably looking at themselves hard in the mirror and reflecting on it, like you know, it, to build themselves up for so they'll never make this mistake again. You know, like we'll we'll make sure that next year when we in this position, like we're going to do this, this, and this and make sure that they understand the whole philosophy and keys of the defense and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just a tough night, but again, hats off to Bama. And I know this is going to surprise a lot of people listening to this, but, uh, I personally have never played for on a team that's won a college football national championship. <laughs> so, uh, but I, my my guess, Tyvis, is that the older you get, the more you're going to appreciate what you guys did too. You know? Yeah, because you know when I was in it, you know, after mm-hmm. we won it, like it was, you know, it was a surreal feeling. Like it was like, thank God, like this is this is amazing. Like we are the we can look at each other and say we are the best team in college football like uh-huh. this year. I know we'll go down in the record books. You know, we always got a ring. We always got our picture. Everybody loves you. But even even at that moment, like as the confetti was falling, you know, you enjoy it. But I was so ready to go try to do it again. Like, I don't know if I actually like celebrated it enough. You know? Didn't like, stop to appreciate it, did you? Yeah. That, and, and, you know, my mother, you see, my mother tells me that even to this day, she's like, Tyrese, you know, your problem is that you don't appreciate things. Like you don't re- take the time to reflect on what you've done in your life. Like, and I'm, and it's true because I'm always like, what's next? You know, right. like, let me, let me get to the next thing. Which is and, good too, which is good. I mean, yeah, it, it is, yeah. it, it is. Cause I, <laughs> like, I, I'm so focused on the future. Like, I just want to make sure that everything is good, like moving forward. Right. And to me, it's like, when I'm done, I'll just look back on it and then reflect on it and be happy then. But like now I'm distant from Ohio state 
well, not distant from Ohio State, but like I'm not playing there anymore. It's kind of like, and I watched them, and it's just like, man, like, like I I feel for y'all because yeah. y'all it's not a talent thing. Like y'all definitely have the talent, and it's just. Like I say, it's just sometimes the stars just gotta align. Like it's just certain things gotta happen. Like and it's 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 sometimes it's just out of your control at times. Yeah, when you when you got back from winning the national championship, your biggest concern was how the uh bookstore did you wrong on the jersey. That too. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, that wasn't my biggest concern. No. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> that my my first biggest concern after we won a national championship was we played I think what day we played in January. So the championship game was January 10th. And I think Cardell had like five or six days to to tell the world whether he was going to declare or not. My thing, my biggest concern was that Durant was due on February 1st. And I need to make sure that he got his half for the rent because we going to get kicked him out here if we don't. So that was my number one concern after we won the national championship. Is Kurt, cause I, and the thing is, he goes on TV and he tells the world, and, and I'm finding out when the world finds out. Cause it, you think you know a guy? He no. It, every day we talk to each other. He walks by my room. We talk every day. Not one time did he mention to me whether he was staying or going. Not once. <laughs> and you think I would think out of everybody on this campus, I at least me deserve to know before everybody else. Right. So, so yeah, you think you know a guy, man? I was sitting there nervous too. You thought he rent. was gonna. You thought he was gonna declare and not pay rent. <laughs> Would would he? (laughs) I mean, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be obligated to, right? Oh, that's great. I was sitting there. I was going to be sitting at the – I was going to have to go sleep at the Woody. (laughs) Speaking of declaring, got a lot of guys to sort through here. Uh, Again, the NCAA basically told players that your eligibility doesn't count this year. You can have it. It doesn't count towards your eligibility limit. I should rephrase it that way. So guys that were seniors, guys that were fifth years can come back for another year. Only this year, unless we, I guess we have a COVID COVID brings a ruckus for a second straight year. It might. It might. It (laughs) It might. It ain't no, everybody said it ain't going away like that. No. So yeah, everyone in college football, no matter what year, even if you're a graduate or whatever, you can come back for another year. If you want to, we know that Justin Hilliard's gone. He said as much, and I know he was what a junior when you got to Ohio State, so he's he's like thirty two <laughs> right now. Anyway, I think <laughs> that's the only guy on the run. No, Jonathan Cooper was there. They're, they're the only two people that I like. I know that I actually was like in practice with. Like those two is it. Coop is uh, Coop's gone. Tough Borland's gone. Baron Browning's gone. Trey Sermon is. I thought, why can't they come back for another year? They can. Uh, some of these guys have accepted uh, senior bowl invites. And ah, so they they kind of tip their hand that they're gone. I mean, you know, Trey Sermon tomorrow morning could wake up and say, I want to give us another shot. And he could he could definitely do that. But he's likely gone. I'm about to say they highly doubt it. College yep. football is, you know, it, it bangs up the body a lot. Yes, so, you know, does. you got at least if you're going to make some money off this thing, you got to at least go go pro and get some couple dollars because you know you're after the football career is only eh, about five to six years roughly it's yeah. very shelf life so you know you gotta get yeah get a couple dollars but you can't do everything for free the whole time <laughs> no absolutely get while it getting's good man uh likely gone you gotta think justin fields uh sounds like what he said in the post-game presser that he's gone 
not official. I think he would shock the whole universe if he came back, though. Andrew Luck did it. <laughs> uh, I know, I know, but uh, I, I'm, you know, I think Justin's at peace now. Chris Olave, <laughs> Chris Olave, likely gone. Wyatt Davis, likely gone, especially after that injury. I mean, it doesn't sound serious, but a guy gets injured and he's like, hmm, you know, you start to think about your future earnings a little bit. Josh Myers, likely gone. Sean Wade. Likely gone as well, and he's an interesting. <laughs> why you? Why you got to put all the emphasis on his name? Yeah, he's like, an interesting. Uh, <laughs> Twitter came out for him the other night. Man, he, he's listen, interesting because he, he listen, you know, might listen. have been a first rounder if he didn't play a snap this year. Who's to say that he still won't be? Listen, uh, do we need some, a, do we need to make a Reaper wager on on Sean Wade? Not at all. Stuff? I wouldn't do that. But listen, <laughs> the NFL is tricky, man. Listen, it it's it's big guys who you said ain't no way in the world. That they go in first round. What like what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And they end up shocking the world and somehow right. sneaking in the first round. It happens every year. You know, Sean Way, you know, he might have they might not view him as an outside corner. They might view him as a nickel. Huh, he, who's he, to say that? Who's to say that? You know, he was the best nickel in the nation <laughs> last year. So who's to say that the NFL team don't look at him and say, okay, we're not even going to put you out there. You know, we we value you at nickel and the we pro- need a nickel. The problem with that is if the starting corner on the outside gets hurt who slides over his backup no it's a nickel <laughs> it's his, a nickel his backup what you mean i'll tell you what his i love him you know i'm glad he came back and seems like a good dude but his tape is is kind of brutal this year <laughs> he, he's gonna have to get to indianapolis if they have an indianapolis this year i don't know if they're doing a virtual what the heck they'll do but if they have a combine he's gonna have to run like a four two four you know to get into the first round i'm just saying i'll, I'll say it <sighs> Well, I don't think he's going to do that. Um, you know, it's just he his decision is tough. You, know? you don't think you don't think GMs are going to watch that tape of him jogging on that on that motion and letting that bench warmer dude beat him to yeah, the corner. But there? you know what? You know what? Another thing, if if our coach, if our coach that we hired on the NFL level is worth anything, he'll fix that because this right here, it's not Fair about yeah. it's not about. Uh, who he is? It's uh, it's the potential. We everybody that gets drafted is just a potential, potentially good player. That's all it is. You Fair never point. know how. You never know how they're going to pan out. Some people don't even do well in college and go to the NFL and have an unbelievable career. It's like, where did this come from? Right. You know, they they got with the right coach and the coach got them together. You yeah, know? that's so, so. Who's to say that Sean Wade doesn't get drafted? Uh, let's see, corner. Let's see, great DBs in the NFL today. Well, who we say is top notch DB? Ah, the Saints. They say Aaron Glenn, the Saints' corners coach, secondary coach, is probably one of the best in the business. Who's to say he doesn't go to the Saints? We got we got Marshawn Lattimore, great product out of Ohio State. He'll take. He'll take Sean Wade under his wing, Buckeye, Buckeye, connect. We got Aaron Glenn, arguably one of the best secondary coaches in the NFL, coaching him up. This kid should be special. And you know what? We only need him for nickel anyways. Maybe. Now you raise a really, really good point. And, you know, the Saints love those Buckeyes, so we'll have to see what shakes out. And I, I wish him the best, man. I don't. I hate being in a position where I got to hate on a young man like this. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad you're here to counterbalance the hate, man. I appreciate it. I just try to, you know, I just want people to understand it, you know, from different sides. Like, if he declares, I don't want people to be like, oh, my God, why is he doing that? He was terrible. No, you got to look at it from how other people might potentially look at it. And what I just said is truly how NFL teams look at people. You're right. They look at you as a potential. And if we got a great coach that we pay all this money to, he should get you to where you need to be. So, you know, it is what it is. We'll see. 
Yeah. Uh, among guys that uh, are unknown, uh, you have Tommy Togiai, who may be coming back. Could shock a lot of people there. Uh, Nicholas petit Ferrer <laughs> would shock people to come back at tack. would be amazing to get him back. Pete Werner, love to get him back. <laughs> Pete, Pete was out there dropping the lead on dudes, man. I mean, he's, you know, he was hitting all game in, against Alabama. And then a couple of guys, Haskell Garrett and Thayer Munford, believed to be coming back for Ohio State. And those two would be huge to get back. Haskell was outstanding this year. I don't know yeah. why. I don't know why he would come back, but I as a high state fan, I'm happy he not, is. I'm about to say, wasn't he all American? He was. He was. Like oh, he's out of here. <laughs> he needs he's to be. Funny. But you, you know, know what? Dirty. We just <laughs> talked about Alabama and the, and the reason they were so good this year is because they were able to talk Najee Harris and a lot of these guys on that team into coming back for you know a senior year. And uh who knows, senior, man? Who knows? Senior year ain't bad. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't know personally. I left. You know, I I definitely left. You know, just when it's time to move on, it's time to move on. You know, it's, it's hard just, to turn down that money. It is, you know, like especially, and you don't understand. We don't know a lot of the times. We don't know these players' situations and circumstances at home. You know, like like for me, like my circumstance, a lot of people don't know is that my sister went to jail and I had to take care of her kids. She had four kids. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I needed the money to provide for them type thing. So that's why I had to leave. And you know, a lot of of people don't have that, you know, it might be, you might want to do it for other reasons, but like, if you got a situation like that, then you have no choice, but to respect why that person's doing that. Man, that's a, that's a really stand up of you. And you know there were knuckleheads on Twitter when you declared. They were like, "Why is he leaving?" And they didn't have the full story. They were just talking out, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, that's the thing. I don't, I don't really. I you could look at it. I look at it, but you know, you got to use it as motivation. You know, right? And, you know, a lot of people. It depends on how you want to use motivation. Like some people take negative thoughts. Like if I'm Sean Wade, you could look at Twitter and you can say. I mean, you could pick. I mean, they was they was grilling the man on Twitter. You can take that. You can use that. Like, I, that's, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. I'm going to prove them wrong. That's like that. That's what I used to do. I used to look at people like, I'm going to prove you wrong. But then, you know, like that get you get tired of doing that. What about the people that always believed in you? You know, the people that fight for you all the time. Right. What about them? So then I switched my focus to I'm going to prove the people that believed in me right. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm not doing it for the to say that I shut some fan up. I'm gonna do it for the people that's always been by my side, that supported me through thick and thin. You know, that always believed in me. That's why I do it now. So, what know, a it, po- just, it just depends on how you want to spin it. What a positive outlook, man. That's why you're so good for this. You're always so, <laughs> always so positive. Let's keep talking about the NFL because. Uh, Late yesterday evening, or I should say late afternoon, early evening, uh, Urban Meyer made it official, took the head coaching job with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ain't that something? It Shocked sure the is. world, didn't he? he you know did. what, though? He, he got a thing for Florida. Huh? It, that, he I'm does. trying to figure it out. His, you, know, his, you know what it is? No taxes. <laughs> yeah, that and the weather, yeah. yeah and his, his wife does, too. They like it down there. I know Shelly's big, and they, they've spent a lot of time down there since uh, he retired at Ohio State. But he's 56. And, you know, for most of the last two years, he said he was likely done with coaching. Uh, but I guess this is a challenge he wanted to, uh, you know, you know, he's he's super competitive. And he loves building programs and, and building institutions. And he's he's going to have a challenge with this team. Had one win last year. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's one of those things that, you know, it 
like like I think coaches are like players, you know. You want to you got to see how you would do on that next level, you know. You might who's to say he doesn't become one of the greatest coaches in the NFL to ever be a coach, you know? Right. We would never know cuz no. he never had an opportunity, but we I guess we'll find out, but if he never wouldn't have took this chance, we wouldn't have never known if he was good or bad. You know, always been a thing where, you know, people bring it as kind of like a like a LeBron versus Jordan talk. We'll never know. <laughs> we'll never, it's not like they're going to play. Right. But, you know, so it's, you know, he's going to, he's going to show the world what he, what he can do. Yeah. It'd be fun to watch. Uh, I'm definitely interested to see how it pans out. A lot of guys, you know, it works out for him going from college to the NFL. Pete Carroll jumps to mind. Of course, he was in the pros before he's at USC, but he's one that you can think of. A lot of people say Nick Saban didn't work out with the Dolphins, but he had a really good defense. I want to say they were the league's best defense, and he left after going 15 and 17 in two years. And it was more so because of clashes, I think, with ownership and front office over you know some draft decisions. I think he wanted to take Drew Brees, and they made him take someone else instead. So. I mean, that wouldn't have been a bad decision. Nope, nope. Drew's a good quarterback. (laughs) But then there are a lot of guys, it just doesn't work out at all. Chip Kelly, I think, jumps to mind as someone really recently that made – Made the move feel, from college. But I feel like pro. Chip Kelly had his his first year with Philly wasn't a good one. They were good for a minute. I, I feel like that maybe his first or maybe his first or second year, like Philly was pretty good, and then it just went downhill from there. But I, his first initial thing was pretty decent. Yeah, let's see what he did here. It looks like he went. Uh, he was ten and six. Ten okay, and six. I'm about to say I know he because I I yeah. know he did because Coach Meyer was talking about Jim Kelly is changing all of the NFL. <laughs> he he didn't went up there. He's just a college coach. He didn't went up there and he didn't got them all healthy and he cares about he making them take care of themselves and he just he's going to change the NFL. <laughs> I just remember him saying that. So that's yeah. how I know for a fact that he did <laughs> he did well his first year for sure. He did. He went ten and six. Ten and six. Then he went six and nine, and Philly fired him. Then he went to San Francisco and went two and fourteen out there. You know that's only going to get you about one year if you go two and fourteen <laughs> in the NFL, right? Hey, this this thing though, he he took his pay, he took that little pink slip, and he said he was like, "Cool, as long as my check clear on Tuesday, it's all good." <laughs> yeah, Myers in a good spot. He's got the number one pick in the draft, but. We know that, you know, he's not going to take too many people from Ohio State. I think we know for a fact that Mick Marotti is staying in town. I think that's a big reason why Urban only looked at NFL jobs and not college jobs because he knew he would need Mick for a college job like Texas. And 100%. And if Mick's and not leaving, then I'm about that to say Coach Mick ain't going nowhere. No. $800,000 man, right? And uh, Mark Pantone's thought to believe, believe to be staying in, in Columbus, even though he's a Sarasota, Florida native. Uh, Corey Dennis, Ohio State's quarterback coach, is Urban's son-in-law. I don't know if he'll get a look. Uh, Gene Smith had a comment uh, Thursday night where he said, not that he was aware of when asked if if Urban was taking anyone from Ohio State's staff, but, you know, that could change. Kevin Wilson, maybe. Kerry Combs, Greg Madison have some NFL experience. There's some guys out there, and there's some guys outside the program, too, you could look at. Charlie Strong, your guy Chris Ash. <laughs> I mean, call, call Chris, if Chris go, If Chris Ash go there, listen to me. One or two things is gonna happen. Either I'm playing for Jacksonville. I say you leave the pod and go back in the <laughs> <laughs> One of the two things is gonna happen. And if, uh, and if and if Stamp so happened to leave Ohio State, 
I go take Stamp's job as the player development. Stamp, if you listen to my podcast, if you're thinking about going, you got my number. Just, you know, send me a text. We already been talking about it a little bit, about me thinking about going into player development somewhere. Why not Ohio State? You know I give it my all. <laughs> I love it. Ryan Stamper, of course, the uh, player development guy at OSU you just mentioned. He's from Jacksonville, so, I mean, that would be a hometown move. Uh, and you don't know if Gene was saying he's not aware of people leaving from Ohio State. You kind of Gene's a very honest guy, so want to take his word from that. But you, you can kind of parse it too. He could have only been thinking of coaching staff and not guys like Stamper. So who knows what's going to shake out? But you know, NFL is a much different environment. Uh, the head coach, in co- for sure. I mean, the head coach in college is like a god to all these young men. I mean, he's the the absolute truth, you know, and this and that and. You mentioned we were talking a while ago, and you were talking about how you get to the NFL, and there's guys on the team that make more than the coach. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's different, right? Is he is it going to work out for him there? What do you think? How do you think he'll do in the NFL? I tell you what, I hope it works out for him. I, you know, I hope. I hope. You know what though, Coach Meyer definitely does a great job of uh, establishing culture. And like I say, I have a buddy that played for Jacksonville, and he, you know, he said that the culture was not you know, where it needed to be, you know, it was like a lot of people didn't have accountability, mm-hmm. you know, people didn't really, it wasn't all in on the season type thing. You know, it was just a, he said it was just a mess at times. So, you know, coach Myers definitely going to bring some structure to that for sure. Um, he, you know, he has the core values that he always laid down and he's definitely going to lay the law down. I tell you that, uh, I can't wait to get to my Woody Hayes story because I sure gonna tell you how he how <laughs> just exactly how he lays the law down. But can't yeah, wait. Yeah, he's gonna. I, I think he's gonna do well. You know, it's just it's just getting people to buy in. That's that's the whole thing. You know, when you have been with a certain like organization, like for example, Jacksonville players. You know, they've been there. They know this is what they know. You know. Like this, the culture is bad, but that's what they know. It's in their, it's in their nature. That's what they, what they grew up for the past couple of years learning and stuff. And when somebody comes in and tries to change what you accustomed to, you know, you always, everybody's initial reaction is to fight back. Like, right. no, like, no, you're not about to, cause don't nobody, you, you're comfortable with what you, what you know. You know, he's going to take people out of their comfort zone and, you know, people you can either appreciate it or you not. And a lot of people tend to not like that. You know, and who likes to who likes change? You know, that's what like obviously a lot of people hate change. And it's just like I said, he's just got to find the good a good group of guys that's going to play for each other. And it's they got to like think. Don't think about the money. Like you know, that, 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 that's the problem when you get to the next level. Like people think about the money, people make business decisions. And I, I mean that's smart and it's cool, but like it's still the game of football. Like you gotta go out there and you gotta play for each other. If you play for each other, you gotta want to be great at your thing. You gotta you gotta be want you gotta want to be great at football. If you want to be if you become a great player at football, everything else takes care of itself. Like if I if I focus on just trying to become a Hall of Fame player, like if I do everything in my power to be a great player, the money's going to come. You ain't got to worry about no no money or getting the contract because it's going to come because you're a great player. They got to pay you. The, the endorsements is going to happen. You're, you're making all these big time plays. You know, everybody loves you. The fans love you. You know, we have to. We got to get you on TV. We can make money off of you. So like all those things take care of themselves. 
as long as you focus on being the best football player that you can be. Because you only got, like I say earlier in the show, like some people, NFL careers, like what, three years, three to four years? Yeah. Like Just sacrifice three or four years of your life to try to be the greatest that you can be. You know? Yeah. And everything else, you, it'll take care. You could take care of your kids, your kids' kids. The way they giving out deals now, <laughs> you can take care of the money. Could go for a long time, man. And if you one of those pre, one of those kids or players that come from you know a poverty or poor environments, you know, you, you you don't have to put your family. You could change all of that. You know, you don't have to. Your kids won't ever have to go through that because you've sacrificed just three or four years of your life of having no fun and just being dedicated. You know, you you change your family's life. You'll get them out of those poor situations and all that other stuff. Absolutely. Change your trajectory forever. With Urban, I think that, you know, I don't know how he's going to do it in the NFL. I think that he's smart. I think he's driven. And, and I think that he's also curious. And he, if he thinks that somebody knows more about something than he does, he'll listen and try to soak that up. I think you guys saw that with the focus three, all the work they did with you, the E plus R equals O. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, hey, he, 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 got, he, listen, he better make sure he got them down there day one, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, urban's a smart guy, you know, he's going to, I think he's going to surround himself with people that for, as far as coaching staff, he's going to select coaches. That's obviously knows how to be successful in the NFL. And he's going to yeah. put some, he's going to put a coaching staff together. So even if he doesn't know everything, you know, the coaches do like they're, they're probably the best at what they do. You know, he's a great persuader. You know, he's going to, we might see some people leave their, uh, where they're at to become coaches for him because he just has a great way with words of getting people to, come be with him <laughs> very persuasive you said it. we'll have to see what shakes out something we're definitely going to keep an eye on it's time for wax stories you know what we do Tybus shares an epic story from his days as a buckeye bringing you inside the nation's premier college football program you got a good one for us today Yes, this happened to do with Urban Meyer, and <laughs> since, since we're on the topic, you know, right. I might as well talk about you know how he changes culture, you know. So I'm sure many of day, a lot of people have heard me speak of you know my first week on the yard, you know, with with uh, college workouts, and we had those five a.m.s because you know Coach Meyer was the new coach, everybody was under Trussell and Fickle, and you know a lot of people. You know, you don't know who wants to be at this this uh, school. We're talking about Ohio State. We don't know the people that really wants to be here. You know, it's a lot of people that don't like urban. It's a lot of people that's just here to say that they're, oh, you know, I'm a part of the football team type thing. But how dedicated are you really? You know, we're going to mm-hmm. find well, that's what we, that's what he was going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, 4 a.m. No, 5 a.m. It was 5 a.m. Oh, like clockwork, 5 a.m. You can't come listen and and but you can't wear no Ohio State gear for the first week. You can't you have to wear your clothes from the house. I don't I'm just on the yard. It's my first week there. You know, I don't have any Ohio State gear yet. So I'm wearing my brand new Jordans. That's all I got. And I'm wearing a whole Nike sweatsuit, not even red and white or red and gray. None of that. Just just black. Right. <laughs> and if you happen to wear the Ohio State stuff, they make you 
flip it inside out because they say you gotta you gotta earn the right yeah that's, that stuff that's where they a, was at with it oh, that's it was, a boot, that's a boot camp thing for military it, it, it was yeah. nuts I was, yeah. sitting there, I was sitting there like man this is this is real so we start we get outside this is this is January, so you know this. This ain't like the t- this winter that we having now. You know, it's this is one of the real winters. You know, it's, <laughs> it's snowing out. You know, it's on the snow on the ground and whatnot. And we outside on the fields, on the turf fields. <laughs> Start off, we are Coach Mika saying we're gonna you're gonna run around this field, and when I blow the whistle, you stop and you turn and you go the other way. You just keep running until I blow the whistle. Ooh, right. I, don't, I don't like the sound of that. All right, you know, all right, yeah, that's true. you know, right, that's the thing though. I, I'm a skill player. DB, we run all day, baby. Let's do this. <laughs> I'm leading the pack. Let's go. I'm up there with all. Let's do this. Running around the field, blows the whistle, we go back, blows the whistle, we turn, go the other way, blah, blah, blah. Okay. It's like, all right, now everybody line up, line up in lines. So we like in like kind of like stretch lines type thing. <laughs> and we going through like warm up drills, but it's like, you know, warm up drills usually like 10, 10 to 15 yards. No, 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 no. We was going the whole field. <laughs> you had to do the drill the whole field. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, all right, it's kind of different. It got real. This is when it got real, Jason. When he said, we have bear crawls. I said, excuse me. <laughs> Mind you, it's snow on the ground. He said, yes, we're doing bear crawls. What? Said, I said, can I, I ain't got no gloves though. So what? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, what? so what? 100 yards, bear crawls. Said, oh man, you gotta be kidding me. So I'm like, all right, all right, you know, I did Jason, we in we in that grease now. You know, I've been out here for about 20 minutes now. It's, you can't quit now. You gotta go ahead and finish it. You gotta see it through. You gotta see the whole thing through. Like I say, I play DB, I'm like a buck. I'm like a buck 85 anyway. So, you know, bear crawling for me ain't nothing. It's just the fact that it's going to be cold. So we get through, <laughs> get through, do that. All right. So the, 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 this is the part that, that caught me by surprise. <laughs> he said, it's like a jungle gym out there. It's like the racks, they call it. We in the racks. <laughs> so the whole team goes to the racks. In the racks, they was doing pull-ups, okay? And it was you and a partner, mm-hmm. okay? And he had to do pull-ups until they told you to stop, till they blow the whistle. And that whistle seemed like it never was going to come. No, no, of course not. <laughs> so, so what you got to do, if you, they say if your, if your partner can't do it, you have to get underneath him and basically squat him up. So you gotta, yeah, so basically his he on your shoulders. And you got to push him. You got to squat him up. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. This, this is the biggest mistake of my life because I – was partnered with Rod Smith, who was a running back. Rod was like 230. Yeah. I'm a buck 85, Jason. So this is this yeah. cruel punishment. Okay. So he's sitting there. I'm like, all right, Rod, go ahead, baby. You know, I'm gassing him up. Rod, we got this, baby. This is like the last thing. Let's get it done. <laughs> Rod, Rod, them little the reps start getting slower and slower, Jason. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in that, we in that grease. I can't let you fail, bro. You my dog. I can't let you fail. So I get up under him. I start squatting. He's like, yeah, that's what I need. Yeah, I'm like, of course, <laughs> of course, that's what you need. Okay? I'm doing all the work. Yeah, I'm doing the work. Yeah. Like, come on. I'm getting the workout. So my turn comes, Jason. I'm a buck 85. I, I can do this for a little bit. Man, I got to about 20 reps. Man, I just, I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I could not do it no more. 
And it seemed like Rod just seemed to know where he was nowhere to be found. <laughs> I don't know where he went, but Rod just kind of like disappeared. So now I'm struggling. And then I got the coaches, the stream coaches sitting there. So now I'm getting yelled at by the stream coaches. Like, you weak, you, you, you don't even need to be here. You might not belong here. I'm like, all right, people on the sidelines throwing up. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it was it was bad. And I tell you what, we he finally calls it up. <laughs> And this is only day one, Jason. <laughs> day one. You ain't never seen so many people just say, yeah, this ain't for me, man. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> it was like five, six people. All right, y'all, I'm done with this. <laughs> Wait, they, they quit? Oh, yeah. Got up out of there. Tell me, they, they, they were walk-ons. Though, no, right? I don't remember. I know I know one transfer. Uh, my boy uh, Jay Cash transferred to Duke. He said, this, I'm gone. I ain't. This ain't for me. Are you serious? I remember oh, Jeremy yeah. Cash. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. They was piecing out, Jason. They was like, yeah, this ain't it. I was like, man. So oh, man. I say all that to say this. I don't know if he could legally do that. And I don't know what, what how they respond to it. And in the pros, but I'd imagine that if your head coach tell you to do something and your name is not let's see who, who on their roster that we know. Um nobody. <laughs> That's the problem. Nobody. James Robinson, the running back. All right, there James, you go. James had, had a good year. He had a good Andrew year. Andrew Norwell. We get you know, those type people. You ain't one of them type people, you know. Like that means you kinda under the radar, you know. So like if we fire you. You know, you you done. Like you will cut you. So you gonna do it. <laughs> you're, you're obviously gonna do it. Yeah. And it's just I think I think the the mindset behind him doing that is just basically to see, you know, how many people truly wants to be here. And if you can make it through this, you know, obviously it's gonna bring the team closer together because you know, teams seem to come together when they in adverse situations. So they, yeah, I'm interested to see how they first week. I told you I got a buddy there. So, and, and you know, Herbs, if you just happen to check this podcast, I, I am available. You know, I'm in good shape. I stepped on the scale this morning. I was 211. That's the weight I was when I entered the NFL. Sign Tyvis. Sign Tyvis. <laughs> I'm more than happy to come up there. You know, you need guys that, you know, you need dudes on your team that knows your your culture and that's going to help you enforce the culture. I, I'm, I'm that guy, you know, and I'm actually a really good football player, too. You know, I mean, that's neither here nor there. If you need my number, I mean, you got my number. I, I text you. You text me back a couple of times, you know, I mean, you know, herbs. I'm, I'm, I'm available. Sign Tyvis, Urban. Sign Tyvis. That was a great story. We'll have to see. If he rolls some of that, I have a feeling guy's going to be calling the NHLPA. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, listen, I don't think this man is allowed to do this. <laughs> Where's my union? I tell you what. I t- no, I tell you what. They actually would. you get away with it because when I was with the Browns and San Fran, another side story, I was with the Browns and San Fran. They had these uh, – this military people come. We had military training. We had to carry these logs and stuff. What? It was the worst thing. Yeah. Oh, Jason. Boy, listen to me. It was, okay, so, you know, in the military, they got this thing called Hell Week mm-hmm. where they had to, like, they make them get, like, in the sand and then they got to go in the ocean. They got well, to the yeah. Yeah, yeah, they got to hold the logs and all that. They basically brought that to the NFL and made Ooh. us do it for, man, listen, Jason. Woo. 
Woo, I had to do it. And I had to do it twice. That's the problem. I did it with the Browns, and then I did it. Then they ended up coming to San Fran. And when they came to San Fran, it was like, oh, my God, I got to do this again. But the thing is, it ain't that bad the second time because you know what to expect. Yeah. Yeah, you got an idea yeah, what's yeah. coming. Yeah, they'll definitely get away with it. They let them Navy SEALs do us like that. They'll definitely let him do that. Oh, no. How to keep an eye on that. Hey, it's time for Going for Three, our weekly roast to the Michigan Wolverines. Jim Harbaugh has a new deal running through 2025. Basically took a 50% pay cut. My man went from $8 million to $4 million. <laughs> You know what? That is his contracts needs to be percentage. I mean, incentive based. You know, it needs to. It's time for people to stop stealing money. That's that's what be going on. He was committing grand larceny for those he was four or five, whatever seven years, whatever it was. He he was just stealing money. So now it's like you know we're gonna make you earn your money. You know we'll give you you know some bonuses, but you gotta you know. Have to help this team perform, you know. Like we can't just keep giving you money. We gave it to you. You don't need no more money because we gave you the money. Yeah, so the gravy. We're gonna we're gonna actually make you use your talent. You know, we're gonna see if you're really valuable or not. The gravy train is over for sure. Uh, here's how far things have fallen up there. He's getting a one million dollar bonus as new deal just for winning the Big Ten. <laughs> And that's the same bonus he's going to get for winning the national championship. So right now they're like, hey, just just win a Big Ten, please. Just win us a Big Ten. Never been to Indianapolis. The funny thing is it ain't going to happen. Because <laughs> he's not while Ron Day's around. No, nope. no, that and the fact that, you know, his his top players is coming from Connecticut. Well, yeah, there's that. And they're all like leaving early. But he did make a staff move. He brought back running back coach Mike Hart, of course, is a running back at Michigan from 04 to 06, had 5,000 career yards. Pretty decent. You know, it wasn't uh, Najee Harris or Trey Sermon or anyone like that, but he was decent. No, at that time, he was at that time, he was like that guy. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was you a, know. He was I, a, a big name up there. He was, and his senior year in 06, his teammates were saying they wanted to give him a nickname or he wanted a nickname and they wanted him to call him water or H2O because they were like the way he slides through the holes and the cracks. He's like water and Ohio state fans back in 2000. I remember this video, 2006. <laughs> we're like, okay. And then he lost to Ohio state again that year. So people start calling H2O and four because he was zero and four against the guys. <laughs> I don't, I don't think he used that water name much after that, after it got flipped on him. <laughs> And so he's coached for a bit. He was in the MAC, and he's most recently he's done a good job with Indiana's running backs. He was Indiana's running back coach. He's done a good job. Why would we be doing people like? <laughs> hey, don't don't give yourself a nickname if you want to get roasted. I mean, you gotta you know. H two O and four. <laughs> well, it, he, he's now lost to Ohio State five more times as an assistant coach. So he's he's H two O and nine right now, about to go H two O and ten. So we are here for that. I will enjoy seeing that day next year when they play again. It's going to be H2O or H2O. <laughs> H2O yeah, yes. <laughs> I hope. We got, we got so wrapped up in Bama and Clemson and playoff and this and that. I don't think we paused long enough to, to get mad about not playing Michigan this year, but I cannot wait for the Buckeyes to play them again next year, man. I feel they a little, little bit robbed, you know? <laughs> They, I wonder, you know, I always wondered, do they still, I guess they don't get gold pants this year, huh? No, I mean, who, who yeah. Wow. I mean, that stinks, but at the same time, everyone on that team's got like three or four pairs already, right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you got a point there. Yeah, there ain't no shortage of gold pants in Columbus, but. Can't uh, wait till they get to play them again. I wanted to go, too. I wanted to see, the, I wanted to see uh, uh, Bosa's or whatever. whatever Baby whatever. Bosa? Yeah, whatever. Baby he, Bosa. Him, and, him and Cam Newton Jr. 
you know what? They're, they're going to play in Ann Arbor next year. Maybe we should do a live show up there and just 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 call everyone out and like start like a. Babe, a, a they can't big do nothing brawl. to us. I tell no. you, listen, if y'all team beat us, I, I apologize live on air. That's it. Though. That's all we can do, right? Until then. But hey, thanks for joining us on this episode of No Cap. We had a blast, and we will see you next week. Yeah.